Welcome to another episode of Rough Talk VR, a weekly podcast with in-depth game reviews, exclusive developer interviews, and the latest MetaQuest and virtual reality news. We join our hosts, the father-son team of D-Scruffles and Stratus today, as they spend another episode breaking down and discussing the world of virtual reality. Hey, welcome to this episode of Rough Talk VR. Today we have another special one. Last week was a little special. They're all special. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. But last week, we, you know, we talked about some of our favorite games from 2023 for VR, yeah. specifically on the MetaQuest platform. And today we have another special episode. Today we're talking about the nominees for the 2023 Rough Talk VR Gaming Award Show. Dun, dun, dun. And this is the third dun, dun, dun. annual now. Third yeah. annual. I think each year we get a little bit better. I, I like to think so. It's not the, <laughs> the full final vision, but you know, like we're, think so. we're building and it's kind of cool. Now we have a gaming award show mm-hmm. and now we're doing pretty much a month away. Our first ever VR gaming showcase. Yeah. So, you know, I like these little events. They're fun. Keeps but, us busy. Yeah. Instead of just going right into who we think wins and everything, we always like to first go over the categories and the nominees for these categories. Yeah. Let it fester for for ferment, like you like to say. Yeah. Ferment for a week. Maybe we can get some good debate in the YouTube comments and mm-hmm. on our Discord as well. But what we're going to do, same way we've done it last year, is I'll do a category and a nominee, and then you do a category and a nominee. And we'll see who ends up with the game of the year. I didn't I didn't really do the math there yet, so it'll be interesting. Uh, but I'll start with the... Oh, by the way, Happy New Year to everybody. It's January 1st today. How are we not referencing 2024. that? 2024. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Crazy, huh? Yeah. It goes so fast. I hope everyone had a good, safe New Year's. Yeah. And what's crazy is 2024 already has some big VR games titles scheduled for it. I mean, hell, Ghosts of Tabor is scheduled to release in 2024, according to them. It could come out this week. Which, by the way, there's actually two uh, important disclaimers we should say about these categories and nominees before we get into it. Uh, For one, they're about games released on the official MetaQuest store, unless it's an App Lab-specific category. Mm -hmm. So you might hear a game not nominated. Go and look if it's on App Lab. That might be the reason. Uh, A good example of that is Ghost of Tabor, which when we go over the categories, you know, they could have really cleaned house this year. Well, I would get it like this. Since all the games that we do that are on the store, even if they had graduated from App Lab, if their store date is in 2023, then that's what it is. And if, in fact, Ghost of Tabor comes out in 24, which we all believe confidently it's going to, then... You know, already the year starts with a, but you know, I mean, there's there's some stiff competition because we're also holding, and it's probably really good to mention because somebody's going to be like, how come this wasn't on any list? But Asgard's Wrath too. Yes, Asgard. We don't have the time to. It's a sixty-hour game, and it'd be like almost impossible for us to to do it fair. No, no, I, I don't want to put ten hours into a sixty-hour game and mm-hmm. judge it on its entirety. So we're going to carry that over as a nominee for twenty-four. Well, hopefully a nominee. Hopefully it's as good I, as people say and everything. Yeah, but. You, know, you know it's good, man. Because what we've played already, it's like, what are they going to get worse? Yeah, but we'll I, see. You know, if it's sixty hours of the same stuff over and over, then no, maybe it won't make an appearance. But if you question why. You know, maybe you don't hear Asgard's Wrath 2 on Game of the Year. 
nominee. Yeah. It's because, well, you know, we're saving that for 2024. It came out yeah. in December, in fairness, halfway through December. I mean, come a, on. A, above averagely sized uh, piece of, of experience here. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's the, the most fair way to do it. Yeah, normal game. And I, I'll say normal in size for length. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, six, seven hours and for most. Again, to, to reference, you know, like a game like Ghost of the Boar, you, you, you said it yourself, like it sets it up that next year. You know, we have one App Lab specific category of App Lab game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, again, several categories that they, them and other games, you know, like a game that we had wanted to throw in so many categories. But since it was on App Lab, you know, technically not eligible, it was Rooms of Reality. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's a game. Hopefully we see that on the official store next yeah, year. Yeah, they got a good thing going so far. Yeah, so... so. I think it's it's fair. It's how we've always done it. Keeps it consistent. So I'll start with the first category uh, that we'll go over is Puzzle Game of the Year. And the nominees for Puzzle Game of the Year, we have I Expect You to Die 3, The Seventh Guest, Lego Brick Tales, We Are One, and Call of the Sea. So that's a pretty loaded category right there. It is. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one. You know, we had said originally when I Expect You to Die 3 came out, we we're like, that's without a doubt. Slam dunk. Yeah. That home run finished. Yeah. They're the winner. And then the seventh guest. And Call of the Sea is so underrated. That was such a good one as well. Yeah. I I don't know why that's not more popular. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in, in defense of I Expect You to Die, I mean, they have a whole series. So, you know, this is their third. You know what? We actually don't have this category. If we had a category that was continued series of the year, I think that would have to go to I Expect You to Die 3. Uh, Boom. Yeah. I mean, that's not a category. Yeah. Spoiler. I mean, it could walk about mini golf be a category for that? And Emeo, too. So maybe and that's Demio? some food for thought for 2020, 2024 as well. But yeah, so puzzle game of the year. I Expect You to Die 3, The Seventh Guest, Lego Brick Tales, We Are One, and Call of the Sea. That one's going to be one already loaded up with debate. But you want to take it with the next one, sir? Absolutely. Is this a new category from last year? Sleeper of the Year. Yes, this is a brand new one. I believe we had puzzle game of the year previously. Yes. Uh, But this next one, yeah, brand new for 2023. Sleeper of the Year, which was one that I think was agreed upon, Mm -hmm. um, was a deserving title to have. And to explain, you know, it's just a game that we feel was great, but didn't get maybe the the attention it deserved for how high quality it was. Correct. Kind of like an underdog of the year. <laughs> it sucks yeah. to say. Uh, well, it's just like these are all a, these are all good games, and it you know, no, it's some, not that they're good; they're great games. And it's it you know, should they be? Although some have been nominated for other awards, correct? Other so, categories, but anywho's not even from us. Uh, sleeper of the year. That would be Iron Strike, Survival Nation, Out of Hand, Mixture, Barbaria, and Gods of Gravity. That's a category that, you know, 2023 was so full of great VR titles that I don't know if you could have had this category in 2022. A great VR title in 2022 no. got appropriate attention. In 22, you could you could launch whenever you wanted mm-hmm. as far as like, no real concern to what other developers might be launching their product, whereas it stands now, and we've been talking about this for half a year, those days are over. It's like you better 
better have your ear to the wall and know what other developers have in the works. And this is obviously where developer networking is important because there are just times where you're not going to want to release your game. And and Asgard's Wrath coming out, not only for like you know all the people who got it day one, but we know for a, a pretty pretty good fact that there was a lot of packages opened on Christmas, mm-hmm. and in there was Quest Threes, and friggin' they came with Asgard's Wrath too. So it, and that's sixty hours. And come on, man, don't don't those, those days are done. Well, look at Iron Strike VR, a game that we've actually been playing the last couple of days and having so much fun with. Yeah, it's, it's a really great good. game, but it came out the same day as Assassin's Creed Nexus. <laughs> Dude, ruthless. Can't, you can't get a better example. Absolutely ruthless. But Sleeper of the Year, that's actually a category. I think close, it's a great category. Close to my heart. So the next category is Best Updated Game of the Year. So what, what game stayed the most fresh with DLC, update, new content, etc.? So, for best updated game of the year, we have Walkabout Mini Golf, Golf Plus, Smash Drums, Gods of Gravity, and Beat Saber. Man. Beat Saber is going to be on there every year. Yeah. I mean, every year that there's a category for this, they'll be on it. So will Walkabout as long as they continue that DLC. And I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking Smash Drums will continue. And I'm thinking. Possibly Paradiddle. Smash Drums really made that push end of the year as well with these these DLC great. packs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm big very fan. appreciative and um I mean it's running smoother than ever. It's like shit, man. <laughs> I love love me some smash but I love rhythm games. So. I, I have a feeling that this one's gonna lead to some de- debate between me and you. Which one? Updated? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I, you know, here's my attitude because I know there's, I'd say half we probably unanimously would agree right now. Mm-hmm. There's probably half we won't, but we both agree on all the nominees. Correct. So it's an odd, it's a very odd gray area to, it'd be cool to actually debate it on an episode, but I don't know if I'm live on the that. community chat. The problem is sometimes then, we get passionate. Then the winner is just given right there. I like loading into the yeah. episode oh, no, and no, just no. giving the. I get it. I just wish people could see that there's then the ones that, and I know there'll be some passionate conversations with some of them. Mm -hmm. We'll make our case, but it's cool because the same thing happened last year. There was a handful that was like, oh, no brainer. And then there were some we had to have some discussions on, but it's still cool that one of us would agree with the other enough that go, I I can't argue with that point. Yeah. And we even, uh, we even kind of were making note of it when we were coming up with the, the nominees and the categories. We were like, this is a tough one. This one's a real hard one. And others, we were kind of like, nah, I think that, I think we're a little unanimous on it. Let's see. Like you said, probably like a, a 50-50, but it, it's a fun time. Could also but, do a Patreon-involved one next ooh, year if we wanted. Regardless the Patreon whether game of the in, year? Whether you're in Discord or not, if you're a Patreon supporter. The Patreon game of the year? Let the Patreon people oh. vote on their favorite game for the year. You can let them vote on all the categories if you really want. Ooh, a little bit of a weighted score. These are good ideas to play with. Absolutely. And I will say, too, if you have any uh, any thoughts on the nominees or who you think is going to win, who should win, anything like that, be sure to comment it in the comment section on YouTube, uh, in our Discord. And also, if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, like the video, Doesn't comment. Hurt. Never hurts. All it's that free. stuff. Thank you for watching, too. So, yeah, so you definitely want to subscribe. 
because we have our gaming showcase coming in a month. You don't want to miss that. Plus no. all the new episodes and all that. So best updated game of the year. That's a that's a fun category. But you want to take it with the next one? Yep. Next we got VR port of the year, which is cool because I, I feel like this is a category that's going to get pretty stacked real soon. Um, but what we have on there I think is pretty damn good. Perispera, Power Wash Sim VR, Not for Broadcast VR, The Last Worker, and Hello Neighbor VR. This is one that there's two games that stick out to me on this list that I go, ah, to have to choose between these two, you know, that's tough. Yeah, man. That's tough. I mean, already in my head, yeah, this is one we're going to have a conversation on. Oh, yeah. I'm curious. Other I'm, I'm weighing. I'm weighing replayability as part of it, mm-hmm. and that sways me one direction over what I initially want to do. Ooh, this is a loaded one. But all good options, man. Per Aspera, Power Wash Sim, not for broadcast. Last Worker, Hello Neighbor, man, dude. Yeah. Good, good, good list right there, dude. This whole. <laughs> This whole list is so so stacked. It's scary. Some of these categories get a little ruthless as well. But moving on from it's about to get aggressive, yeah. And after VR Port of the Year, we have, and this is a category. I'm so glad that we're including for 2023 because it's just you know it's just the surface. Yeah, just starting the industry is really exploding with these type of titles, and I think that we're only scratching the surface. I think throughout 2024, we're going to see full-fledged games dedicated to this, but we have Mixed Reality Experience of the Year. And for nominees, we have Aspire 2, Drop Dead the Cabin, Piano Vision, Paradiddle, Racket Club, and Smash Drums. So that's a that's another loaded one. I don't know. We can give an honorable mention to Demio Battles, but there's this, it's just more of a decor fixed. Correct. Correct. Whereas, like, I'd I'd definitely give them a mention. You look at Paradiddle and Piano Vision, which you can lay over instruments. You know, Paradiddle, you can do over. That's where it changes a little. And then Racket Club, to me, that game is completely next level (laughs) with their, you know, in in the sense. It's a lot safer. That's how I play the game, to be honest with you. I don't, I'm Mm -hmm. not. The biggest fan of playing it in VR. It's still a fun game, but I just like you said, I feel safer. I, don't I feel trust more comfortable. Myself. No, I get way, way give me too a into blend this. of that real world mixed in, and all of a sudden, I trust myself. Yeah, and Smash Drums, you know, their their Smash reality mode is super fun. So that's a that's a really fun category to me. And again, mm-hmm. I think that that's one in twenty twenty four award show is going to be huge. Like I said, with full fledged games, all these are kind of modes attached to an existing title. Like we see games like you know. Demeter, that looks so much fun. It's or the Infinite Inside. It's like full dedicated mixed reality games. Infinite Inside's pretty cool, man. 2024, that's going to be a loaded category. But you want to take it with the next one, sir? All right. Next, we got Story of the Year. So, Story Game of the Year. Well, Story of the Year makes more sense. Oh, my God. You talk about a hard category. So, this is another up for debate. <laughs> yeah, that, I might have. Maybe we should have moved this one even higher up on oh the list, but it God. is what it is because this is a, a loaded category. Mm-hmm. So we have Arizona Sunshine Two, Assassin's Creed Nexus, Hubris, Vampire: The Masquerade Justice, Call of the CVR, 
Peaky Blinders VR, Pixel Rip 1978, and Genotype. I don't know who's going to win that one. Because that's not, that's not like what's the best gameplay, what's the best you know yeah. features we're talking about what's the best story which one which one left the biggest impact story wise on you Ooh, that's a tough one man that that might be even harder than example game of the year because it really ga- is because all all of these the majority of these in my head all bring a good story to the table mm-hmm. what's cool is like i mean if you're a fan of the peaky blinders show then that's a no-brainer for for you in your head. Mm-hmm. You're like, come on, I was part of that. You know, I got to be walking all around. Arizona Sunshine 2 with the dog. Yeah, that was that a great was story, fun. man. Vampire the Masquerade. Hubris, the story of Hubris was one of the, the shining points. Genotype, Assassin's Creed Nexus. I know so many people love the ending. I Assassin's mean, dude, Creed Nexus was... And this is a good example just, of... Good. Of why we couldn't include Asgard's Wrath 2 without beating it. How do you include, you know, maybe they do have the best story of the year. But, you know, even of these these bad boys here, this is this is a tough, tough category. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this one. I think this next one, though, I think this next one is one of my favorite categories of oh, the whole show. Yeah. Hells yeah. Yeah, I'm almost, I almost feel a little bit bad that it landed on me because it's such a fun category. <laughs> I think... I don't know if this one's going to be the most debated one of the list, but I think we're going to have fun discussing it to say the least. But we have co-op game of the year. We're longtime advocates of VR co-op. You know, that's one of our, our favorite ways to play VR has always been to, I feel like that kept us in to VR, you know, very early on. Like that's what captured us. But for co-op game of the year, we have Dungeons of Eternity, Iron Strike, Everslot Invasion, Hellsweeper VR, Survival Nation, Demio Battles, Battle Bows, Gods of Gravity, and Arizona Sunshine 2. Damn, dude. 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 Got chills. Yeah. I got chills. Yeah. That's, that's a hard, hard category, to say the least. I mean... The co-op, I mean, you said it earlier, the co-op category next year is going to be a lot bigger. We talked to devs firsthand, and most of them seem to recognize that, you know, okay, the bread and butter to VR is that co-op experience. No, co-op and multiplayer gaming is huge, flat screen, any console. but It's the new it thing, man. You know, that was always some of my favorite growing up was, you know, split screen. Once things went more online... Only I kind of got away from cooperative gaming. But if I go back to, you know, my roots of gaming with friends on the couch, split screen was awesome. But as good as it is flat screen in VR co-op gaming with with your friends or even just people that you meet online, it's special. It's different. It's it's next level. Well, you, you know why? And it's just an opinion because you see the avatars in a 3D environment well, or well, it's it's not just gaming, right? It's like flat screen is gaming. It's not a fucking experience to me. It's like I don't care what the game. It's not like I'm gonna play and be like, oh, that was that was a great experience. I'm gonna say that was a great game. I go into VR, there's always an experience tied to the game. And what when we're human beings, we wanna share good experiences with people 
we know and we care about. So I think it's just that evolutionary connection to want to share something good with others, right? I mean, at the end of the day. Is it weird to say that the it's the human element of it that makes it, it special? As weird as it is because you're correct. in a VR environment. Dude, but that's, that's the only missing equation to the, the VR space is the human element, meaning the other people. But now we're seeing firsthand that mm-hmm. you can you can accomplish that, and you know it's a human being. Look, when you and I play Dungeons we of do, Eternity, we that's do me dumb and you. shit. Yeah, we know it's me and you. Mm-hmm. Even in Walkabout, we're flying around. That's Correct, me and man. you hanging out. So it's like that's that. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I don't think it was predictable mm-hmm. because in our heads, and even prior to like going deep into VR, I always had the mindset that like I'll be content with playing any game single player you know like i don't need multiplayer shit i don't need co-op but instantly in vr i think the the first time we really got into it we we wanted only co-op and multiplayer experiences like huh not usually how i would seek out my my gaming so yeah there there's an element to this whole thing that requires the other human element to make it complete and i do want to give a a specific mention not that i'm some expert game design programmer idea guy but just as a consumer all all i will say to developers if you're making a co-op experience don't miss out on the small social interactions like high fives knuckle loves you look back to golf plus's pow symbol all of the four vr does a great job with it all of those little small avatar interactions with your buddies add to the immersion of a co-op experience so much. I think it's a very underrated and oftentimes missed element of co-op games as well. Dude, even Dungeons of Eternity for the the whole seasonal thing and there's snowballs yes. and, and like Christmas kind of ornament an, and you can throw them around and shit. To be fair, that's an element that was kind of missing from that game is kind of avatar interaction with your buddies. And that's a direction towards getting it. So. I just thought of a great game. What's, what's not that? to go on left field, but if I don't put it out there, it'll never happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's going to make it too. Cause this doesn't sound that complicated, but it has a lot of potential. You know, those smash rooms you go in with like baseball bats mm-hmm. and crowbars and you work over anything. So why can't you do that in VR? Mm-hmm. VR demolition. With your buddies? You and your buddy? Oh, dude, sledgehammers? A demo game would be even great. Like with taking down buildings? Yeah, like think of it like get power... Get excavator and shit. Demolition, Demolition Sim VR would be so much fun. Absolutely, I'll give you that. But okay, I left off on... Back on, back to business. Yeah. Let's do one or two more, and then let's take an ad break. Yep. And then we'll finish up the rest. But we left off on co-op game of the year. That was a good category. Oh, maybe my favorite. Next we got pvp game of the year so player versus player game of the year another fantastic category uh demio battles breachers vr x8 barbaria and gods of gravity did you hear that fly for a second it was a, it was a little fruit fly yeah he can't that was a, he's been messing with me this whole time but i couldn't hear him did he you kill him is he I dead? I don't think so. I think I just I just kind of grabbed at him. If anybody's watching on YouTube and you see me like grab like that, I swear I'm not tripping out or <laughs> losing my mind. There is this fruit fly who is dying to get on air today. He he might have. 
literally dying to get on air. He's he's so, pushing his luck. I don't like to kill insects and stuff, but he's pushing his buttons. <laughs> Again, PvP <laughs> game of the year. Demio Battles, Breachers VR, X8, Barbaria, and Gods of Gravity. Oh, uh, dude, just to go nostalgic for a moment, totally unrelated. I remember it was probably like our first couple months of podcasting. Uh, there was this fly who was messing with us during recording. That was with the Blue Yetis. Yes, that was way back then. So uh, if you're using a Blue Yeti, if you chew down on the other end of your Dude, house. Dude, you can hear your hair grow on a Blue Yeti. One time Kelly <laughs> ate like a potato chip in the other room and all you heard, yeah, it's nuts. The fact, that we, used, the fact that we used two, <laughs> the fact that we used two so close together was what was ridiculous, but nonetheless. Well, so, what are we going to do, dude? Yeah, we, it that's our two foot, origins. It was a two foot by two foot table. That's our, that was our origins. You know, that was with the OG days. Had no video. Didn't even think to put it on YouTube. You know, setting why would up, I put it on YouTube? Setting up 30 minutes of pipe and drape, but not to video it. But this fly comes messing with us, man, and it's so loud. So at a certain point, you just stand up and you hit him with the pimp hand. You yeah. know, you boom. And then he <laughs> he kind of flies back up again. You go, what, you want more? And you slapped him again back down. And then you opened up the, the front door and you're like, no, get the fuck out of here. And he flew outside. <laughs> Dude, memory, it made the sound too when I hit it. Whack. You whacked him twice. You whacked him once. You went whack. You're like, what? You want it? You, you want some more? Whack. And you open the door and you said, now get the fuck out of here. And he flew away. <laughs> One of my all time favorite podcast moments, for sure. We don't have that uh, recorded or anything. That would have been great to have. Oh, video. my goodness. Well, again, we weren't even doing video at the time. It was so early. I probably went organic Uncle Vinny on him. Uh, but do you want to read the PvP game of the year one more time? Yeah. PvP of- game of the year. Demio Battles, Breachers VR, X8, Barbaria, and Gods of Gravity. And long-time listeners will notice that last year, and maybe even the first year, we had a multiplayer game of the year. Mm -hmm. We've broken it into two categories this year of co-op game of the year and PvP game of the year, because as those two sides expand... Keep it fair. Yeah, those are two... Well, and give more people opportunity. Yeah. I mean, the more stacked it is, it's like those odds aren't in your favor. Breachers, Demio Battles, you know, those are, what's interesting about Demio Battles, actually, it's nominated for both co-op and PvP, because it is a co-op PvP mm-hmm. one, but, you know, Dungeons of Eternity is a much different style multiplayer game than uh, Breachers, you know? So I know one might question, like, how does Barbaria make it into a PvP category? Because you never fight an actual live not fighting a live player but it was like this weird gray area we had where we're like well how does that really work because you're fighting something that a player set up and and put their characters there and then you can fight other players and then they can come and retaliate retaliate against you without the other player there is no correct it's just this weird gray area because most pvps it's like live going on now Mm -hmm. it's not like old school chess where you make a move and put the letter in the mail and And there's leaderboards with the scores now i mean so that because that was in there in the only reason i brought it up is because you and i had internally been like you know is it really i think the conversation of barbaria being in the pvp category was one of the more lengthy ones for is that might be our what the bat moment (laughs) right no but i i think 
I believe we're <laughs> I think it's justified. I don't I think can, we have a way. I can justify I can side. justify at least we have we have a solid justification for it that without that other player creating another setup, yeah, there is no game. What I'd like to see is more styles of game that are asynchronous like this, so we could have an asynchronous yes. multiplayer um, game of the year. Because well, it's just it's unique in itself, but I I believe it's PvP. I never liked asynchronous multiplayer until Barbaria. That was the first one that I was like, okay, there's potential with this style of multiplayer. Uh, but no, very, very good category. Yeah. So going on to the next one. Man, I feel bad. I'm getting all the all the fun ones. Oh, it's all uh, good. Well, no, they're all, all fun. They're, they're all they're fun. All they're all fun. But this one is selfishly one near and dear to my heart. Yeah, and it's a good one. <laughs> I'm sure you feel the same. It was it's the same case as co-op game of the year. Whether we're talking flat screen, handheld, or VR, one of my favorite genres of games and in fact one that i don't think we see enough of but we have strategy game of the year and for two, 2023 we have Perispera vr guardians frontline demio battles ghost signal a stellaris game gods of gravity barbaria and cards and tankards Ooh. That's a that's, good category. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. And that's one that I, I don't think that we see enough top-down VR. And I also don't think we see enough like board games and stuff like that, which would count in strategy game of the year. That's it's an untouched genre. I, I hope we have a tower defense game of the year someday. Eventually, yeah. Right? Wouldn't I'm, that be crazy? There it, were so many. There's one that comes up later on this, uh, so I won't mention it. We'll talk about it when it comes up. But I mean, it's it's a strategy tower defense game, also playable in mixed reality, and it's like, yeah, it just works. I love that style of a little bit more casual VR game. You look at Perispera, I can kill battery pack after battery pack, terraforming Mars, you know, in that slow build up grind, designing your layout, uh, ghost signal, you know, you just grab and move your hands. It's but it's so much fun, you know. Not every game you need to be like Barbaria, which is also Barbaria, you're swinging. Yeah. You're but, swinging, bro. But the strategy element of Barbaria comes in the tower defense setup. Hell Not tower defense. Yeah. Base building element yeah, dude, of it. If you don't build a base, you're going to get rolled. Yeah. <laughs> Barbaria <laughs> you know? is such a unique game for it to show up in PvP and also strategy. Maybe. But both are both are heavily justified. But very fun category. To we're say we're the pretty least. common sense folk. Okay, so you want to do this last one, and then we'll take an ad break. We'll come back for this the last half. Yeah, you had to find okay. your spot again. So we got shared notes. We're getting tech savvy. It's pretty next. cool. <laughs> you could you could write something. Shows next, up on mine. You know, it's pretty cool. Pretty next basic. category is pretty sports cool. slash fitness game of the year, which there wasn't as many as I had hoped. No, but. I also don't want to see a lot of paid models like pay to play sports games or, or um, more importantly, fitness games. Cause I, I just think that's a terrible, I'm a big fan of the last mills body combat style, which didn't come out this year. That was the last year one, but did that was right, 30 bucks flat. Boom. Take it, leave it all the content. Yeah. I don't need to do seasons passes, monthly things, anything I, like I, that. I tend to believe from a, an athletic standpoint that if 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 you took like the Les Mills approach, right? And here's your fee, blah blah blah. You've got how many hours of right? It's not even funny. 
I believe you care about me feeling better about myself and wanting to get into shape or better conditioning or whatever the reason you're working out versus I'm going to do this one and they're going to charge me 20 bucks a month. You know, I'm not feeling as much like, and then unfortunately, let's say you put some time into it, you know, like let's say 90 days and you look at yourself and you don't feel like you've made the gains you need to make, right? How bad are you going to feel when you go, I just spent 60 bucks. And then you need to unsubscribe from it. And then let's be real. If you put it down and then you unsubscribe and now you start, you pick up your headset, are you going to resubscribe again just to do it? Whereas Les Mills body combat, you can put it down, come back to it a year later. And I get their, you know, business decisions from others to do the, the pay to play models, but it kind of sucks. Well, to be fair to the Les Mills body combat is pre-recorded. A lot of the, the subscription ones, they have like live coaches sessions, which means that you need to pay those coaches a salary to show up for every class. And so I get it. It's a it's completely called, different uh, model, it's but called Peloton, but nonetheless, but anyways, take it, take it away. Game of the year. We got racket club VR, the newest, latest, greatest sport taking over mm-hmm. the, the VR space. Les Mills dance. Good for Les Mills for branching out. NFL pro era two. Definitely deserves the recognition for bringing NFL franchise licensed product to the the MetaQuest and Samba de Amigo. That's a fun, fun category. And that's a testament to there not being a whole bunch of sport or fitness games this year. That's a category that could easily be two categories, a category dedicated just for sports, one for. But in my opinion, there just wasn't enough titles to justify this year. It's funny because when. There's so many, so many sport games that could come out and probably will come out, but Mm -hmm. I I don't think at the end of the day, we're going to gravitate towards the ones that you think in your head would do the best on paper, Mm -hmm. like basketball, freaking football, all the, all the ones that people, baseball, those should be the ones that you would think people would want to grab. If you came out with badminton, Mm -hmm. people are going to love it, Right. You come out with cornhole, racket club, a, a sport racket made club. specifically for VR, dude. Due to the limitations and design of VR, no, I agree. Um, and then even look back at earlier games that were, you know, competitive. Oh, what's the? I can't think of it. The one where you're like skating, but you can freaking jump to the ceiling and oh, knock, knock, yep, knock was a great one. Made spe- another sport made specifically for VR. That was yeah. a that was a great game. So I think in the in the long term of VR, we're going to see more of those, you know, original sports per mm-hmm. se. And I think that's what works best for VR as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you to know, a degree, because I won't lie, throwing a football as a professional football player was pretty sweet too. Is, is a different experience. Than, well, I'm surprised that with the success of NFL Pro Pro Era, we don't see an equivalent yet for the other major sports leagues like NBA. Uh, you know, I just don't. I mean, NBA is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Baseball. To put your name on it. Baseball is the one that, and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It, nobody's a made a good game, baseball game in but. umpteen years. And it's just bizarre. Although the latest ones I've played on flat screen have not been bad. And I, I like totally baseball as well. A VR one. That, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. But they brought their own, let's be honest. Their own twist to it. Yeah. So yeah. it's baseball as far as, you know, you hit the ball, but everything else around it was. But we'll take the our little ad break, like always. 
you know, and uh, we'll be back with our rest of our categories. But like I always like to do before we take our ad break, let's give a shout out to the members on our Patreon on air shout out tier, which you can join this list easily by joining the Rough Talk VR Patreon, joining the on air shout out tier. Uh, we have a couple tiers as well. All of them get you access to an exclusive chat room in our Discord server, which like I always say, anybody can join our Discord server. There's just, if you join the Patreon, you get a little additional exclusive room in there. Uh, but, you know, go join the Patreon, help support the show, you know, uh, get some exclusive listener perks, like I said, like on-air shoutouts and, uh, you know, your name across the, the video and a rolling ticker and all that stuff. And I think... Anytime I mention the Discord, I have to mention how chill of a place it is. Hmm. You know, we just had our end of the year kind of group meetup, hangout party, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, you know what, man? Amelia's good at what she does anyways, mm-hmm. right? But just overloads herself with making the community a better place. And she's the one who started these. These events. BYOB hangouts. Yes. You know? And you don't have to be on video. You can be on... You don't have to drink either. No. Do whatever you want. You can, though. But you also can have video. I, I just got to give her a lot of credit. Because mm-hmm. we jumped into... We jumped in late. Yeah. Because, you know, but life. She's got a good thing going with mm-hmm. the community in mind. And then I, I look at the uh, the mod chat for the moderators. Mm-hmm. All the time, whenever I see something, I'm like, ooh, what's going on? And um, holy crap, are they on point? Probably the fairest, and it it sucks because you all you have to have, you know, private chat for mm-hmm. different reasons. But if people knew the amount of back end stuff that really goes on, it's like you would think when you go into like a disc. It just it is what it is. And but no, our mods are on point. Yeah, they crush it, crush it to say the least. Uh, but huge shout out to the the Patreon members on our on air shout out tier. We have Mike Morbid. A Sim, Amelia, Crispy, Shoes, Jake, and Earth Witness. So huge thank you to all of you. Crispy Shoes. Yeah, always my favorite. Hopefully we see some more names on that list throughout 2024 as well. And then, you know, like I said, we'll be back with you after a moment from these these words from our sponsors. Hey, everyone. We're taking a quick little break from our usual VR chat today to focus on something incredibly exciting for Quest users. Our new sponsor, Soul Assembly, creators of the thrilling VR co-op game Drop Dead the Cabin, now enhanced for the MetaQuest 3, introduces an electrifying mixed reality experience. In Drop Dead the Cabin, as night descends and zombies come your way, the game offers more than just survival. It brings a groundbreaking mixed reality mode called Home Invasion. Imagine your living room becoming part of the game, with zombies crashing into your real-world environment. This fusion of the virtual and real world elevates your game to an extraordinary level. It's not just playing, it's experience the game in your living space. You'll still enjoy the classic game modes, either teaming up with a friend in two-player co-op or facing the terror alone. But Home Invasion adds a thrilling twist, blending your reality with the intense world of the game. Get ready for an exhilarating journey of survival, both in the virtual world and right in your home. The game continuously evolves with new updates and features, keeping the excitement fresh. 
And the best part, you get to experience this unique mixed reality environment where every corner of your room could hide a new challenge. So if you're ready to test your skills in this mixed reality setting and see if you can survive the horde, check out Drop Dead The Cabin on the MetaQuest. Also, don't forget to join their Discord community to connect with other gamers and the developers themselves. We've also got a discount code for you for 10% off the game over the holidays, which can be applied at the checkout. That's going to be Rough Talk Podcast hyphen 04A. 2D0. That again is Rough Talk Podcast hyphen 04A2D0. We can't wait to hear about your experiences, especially on the home invasion mixed reality mode. Dive into Drop Dead the Cabin today and see how you fare in this immersive new reality. And again, that's discount code Rough Talk Podcast hyphen 04A2D0 at checkout for an additional 10% off. It's Santa time. The season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with Manscaped and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using the code word ROUGHTALKVR for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. What could be better than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Starting with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this is the crown jewel of the holidays, and dare I say the best ball trimmer of all time. The Electric Razor's advanced skin-safe technology is a lifesaver and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. But the fun doesn't stop there. Anybody in the family have too much scruff? Look no further than Manscaped Beard Hedger Pro Kit and Handyman Electric Face Shaver for all his facial hair needs. Dad have those nasty nose hairs? Save the day with the Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Is there Boxer Game Week? Take care of the chestnuts with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0, featuring their signature jewel pouch to keep you calm, cool, and collected. Have their nails seen better days? Manscaped has you covered with the new Shears 3.0 Nail Grooming Kit. You can get 20% off, plus free shipping with the code ROUGHTALKVR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com for just using the code ROUGHTALKVR. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. And we are back. Something else I forgot to say, too. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. And again, join the Discord. Should I start to flash like subliminal? Subliminal. We can do graphics that pop up the Discord. Join the Discord. Join the But you got to do it quick, you know? I promise I'm not doing any you know, subliminal man, messaging. Re- reflecting on like the past year, besides the the numerous amount of cool people that have jumped into our Discord, and it's good to see some older ones mm-hmm. that have popped back in, <laughs> who have had to step away for a little while for whatever reasons. But I, I mean, we, I look at the age demographic of of people in there, and it now varies. It started off like real strong with the older crowd. Now we got a mixed crowd, but. I do want to give Marmar a shout out from our Discord. Mm-hmm. He's a cool kid. Yeah, he pops in all the time. He's like, "Come on, guys, let's support the Rough Talk yeah, podcast." It's, it's funny because I I don't remember how old he is. It doesn't matter. But I do know that if I was his age, I wouldn't be as supportive to anybody. Mm-hmm. I'd be that troll, mm-hmm. you know, that was probably getting kicked out of a Discord server for being so freaking annoying. I just, I know myself. Mm -hmm. There's no way I could have been so focused on wanting to see other people do well. So I do want to give the kids some credit because. Yeah, it's cool to see pops in and only positive things about the show. Always. Like, hey guys, support the show. It's good. Yeah, and I I know he's gotten some of his friends to. To join the Discord. Yeah. 
maybe even subscribe on YouTube, which isn't an easy thing to do. You hear it on us. Uh, you know, we say it every week, go join the Discord. But not everybody that listens to the show is in the Discord or on the Patreon Correct. or subscribe to YouTube. It's a different animal. Which we are so close to hitting a thousand subs on YouTube. We're like under twenty that's, likes. That's the reason why I wanted to give him Because he's shot. always like, Let's hit the well, thousand. It's always in our head, like what we want to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's encouraging sometimes and just to to read it that somebody wants you to be able to do like and I'll and I, it's like, I don't know how much he was responsible for or not, mm-hmm. but it's like, I feel like he was there's pretty even, damn close. There's even five, you know, or two or one. I'm like, wow, that was a pretty good end of the year prediction because we are pretty close. But, you know, yeah. So if you anyway. haven't subscribed yet, go subscribe to the Rough Talk VR podcast on YouTube. smack to Chadwick. Join the Discord, <laughs> the Patreon, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, all that stuff. Definitely a very well-deserved shout out. But to get the, the categories going again. Let's get them moving. The next category we have, and we'll try to, to speedy on through them a little bit more. We've been having some fun chit-chatting, but that's why we have a podcast. We like to talk. Better to talk to each other and to you all about VR than our significant others and get kicked out within Be a homeless? month. Yes. Yeah. Very fast. You know. <laughs> so uh, best action game for 2023. This is another loaded category, and this is a good one to have because action's kind of a broad category. And some of these games might get a little bit buried over in other categories. So it's good to have a category dedicated specifically to it. We have The Light Brigade, Hellsweeper VR, Dungeons of Eternity, Barbaria, Genotype, Assassin's Creed VR, Drop Dead the Cabin, and Guardians Frontline. So that's a, that's a fun category to me. Don't know who's going to win it. I don't know my number one yet. Stacked. And like I keep saying, if you have opinions on on who you think should win each one of these categories, be sure to pop them in the Discord, drop it in the YouTube chat, all that fun stuff. Each yeah. brings their own level of adrenaline. Well, again, <laughs> each one's its own unique combat, and it's really which one brought that action gameplay element the best. True. You know, Assassin's Creed Nexus, a great adventure game, great scenery. Was it the best combat of the year? Let's see. Was it better than Barbaria? Or it's, it's really stealth driven, but yep. the combat it depends. And then it depends on your play style. And then Drop Dead the Cabin. That's a game that you have to be that, on point for if you want to have any success. So yeah, I dude, mean, there's a lot of action and mm-hmm. Guardians Frontline. I mean, dude, that's this is a loaded category. So wish us luck debating it. But you know, kind of to take it on to the next one as well. This is one that I'm glad that we added this year. If you want to take it away, oh. Best roguelite, best, <laughs> let me try that again. Best roguelite slash dungeon crawler. And I'll, I'll, I will say, them. we can say like roguelite slash roguelike slash dungeon crawler. Yeah, it's all the same yeah, freaking thing at the end me, of the yeah. day, you know. <laughs> if you get upgrades here, there, anywhere, whatever. So we've got for this category, the Light Brigade, Iron Strike, Hell Sweeper VR, and Dungeons of Eternity. Very good category. Yeah, Dungeons of Eternity definitely fills the dungeon they never, crawler. They category. never describe it as a roguelite or a roguelike no. or anything, but you know, I'd make the argument if we want again. Hellsweeper VR, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. The Iron Strike is by all means a roguelite, and uh-huh. again, underrated, underrated this year. The- uh, I'd like to see um, Iron Strike make a PR move. Mm-hmm. Go hit up Impact Reality or this something would be like the that. Time. Like, yeah, every once in a while it falls in my head, but this is uh, 
a great example of it because it's a fun game. It's fun to play. And I feel bad if they do have a PR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to hurt. Now, as if I'm thinking of it, I'm like, oh man, maybe they do. But there's no reason for it to be as buried as it is. Yeah, it's a for, fun for the, game for the game that it is. And um, we even did a full successful run. And guess what? I still want to hop back in because there's upgrades, there's new skins. <laughs> Dude, I haven't seen it all. Get and the hell out of here. We kind of had a really good run of upgrades and stuff like that. I think that we, and I mean, let's be real. If there was one more level, we were done. I was at like 100 health. You had just died. I was at 20 and then got backhanded by a battle axe and died. <laughs> luckily, luckily, we were had a perks that we healed 300 health going into oh, each next stage. But yeah, we were done. We were done. So thank goodness we won there. But Crazy. no, v- very fun game. I All don't right, know. So that's a good category. Yeah. Best roguelite slash like slash dungeon crawler. A new category for 2023. Uh, so taking it on, this is where we start to get, I mean, this is the... the this is where fights happen. Yeah. This is the all the marble categories for sure the next category we have publisher of the year you know a studio that now made their own in-house games maybe these are games that they published but they really branched out and grew the vr industry with publishing publishers are a very essential role in the market in a lot of ways they make the reality for indie developers you know, they they have the dream to make a game and without a publisher, a lot of times that, that can't happen. So it's a very important role in the industry. And this year for publisher of the year in 2023, we have Fast Travel Games, Beyond Frames Entertainment, Andromeda Entertainment, Click Games, End Dreams, and Oculus Publishing. So... Ooh, when you're up against Stamp. meta itself, you know it's a hard category. I don't know who's walking away with it yet, but I, I imagine there's going to be blood, sweat, and tears exchanged in the discussion of this one. Uh, there, there already was. <laughs> Even in the nominees, we were having some back and forth. Well, because we start from the bottom, go to the top. I mean, like we said, these last, these last ones, how many more do we have after publisher? One, two, three, four. So these last five, starting with publisher of the year. This is like, again, the all the marbles one. And Publisher of the Year, that's a huge one. But equally as prestigious, I would say, is this next one. All right. Next, we have Studio of the Year. Drum roll, please. This is a, this dun, is dun, a dun, big dun, one. Dun, 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 dun. We have Resolution Games, Vertigo Games, Shell Games, Fast Travel Games, and End Dreams. Ooh. And props to some of these, like uh, Fast Travel and End Dreams are appearing on both studio and publisher because they do in-house games, but then they also do a great job with their publishing wings as well. And Resolution, I mean, look, Demio Battles, Racket Club, that's a great freaking year. Vertigo Games, you have Hellsweeper, The Seventh Guest, and Arizona Sunshine 2, all in one year? That's ridiculous. Now, granted... Vertigo Games with Arizona with uh, Hellsweeper VR. They acted as the publisher. That's made by a fantastic studio uh, themselves. But, you know, nonetheless, loaded category to say the least. So, do you want to? Only one I'm, I'm wishing was on there was Combat Waffle. Well, that's another important thing to say. 2024, imagine a hypothetical world. That they have Ghost of Tabor on the official store, and then they have Silent North and Grim in early access. 
that's a hard studio to beat at that point. How do you have a better year than that? So, mm. you know, we were even on the fence of, do we include them? Just, yeah, we're just trying to keep the app lab. Because that's something that we've always, we've, we've held that principle for these award yeah. shows the last two years. It was very hard to, yeah, to keep because, it this well, year. It's rare when you get a studio of that magnitude that. Mm-hmm. The two games were that, that really almost made me break it was Ghost of Tabor slash Combat Waffle Studios and Rooms of Reality. You know, both of those games are phenomenal. But at least we know, like I said, Ghost of Tabor 2024, baby. Yep. So. so Studio of the Year, Resolution, Vertigo, Shell, Fast Travel, and End Dreams. Might as well call our 2024 award show the Ghost of Tabor Combat Waffle Studios award show. It's going to be dominated by them. Well, but we don't know what's going to happen, dude. That's a good point, too. We're, that's mm. just how we're starting the year. Yeah. But so. look at these. Man, that's a, that's a, that's a packed one. Mm-hmm. So taking it away, though, for another close to our heart category, we have App Lab Graduate of the Year. And we saw a lot of games move from the App Lab store to the official store, games that we previously loved. Except bocce time. Don't even get me started. I'm about to halt this show and shut the lights off and walk away. That one eats at me mm-hmm. so much. Uh, but App Lab Game of the Year, and hopefully we do see bocce time on this list next year. But we have Guardians Frontline, We Are One, Paradiddle, Battle Talent, Gods of Gravity, and Cards and Tankards. So that's a that's a tough category to choose from. All great games. Really? They are, you know? I, I almost forgot that Cards and Tankards came out this year. Yeah, because we've had it for so long. Yeah, but that's a, that's a really not... I mean, both Gods of Gravity and Cards and Tankards, two very underrated free-to-play games. If you're like me and you and you have some bias against free-to-play games, very easy to miss those two. Highly recommend them, but... Like you said, all those titles, very, very solid. All right. All right. Down to our final two categories here. Oh, man. We have got App Lab Game of the Year. We have got Ghost of Tabor, Rooms of Realities, Quantar, Trackcraft, Call of the Wizards, System Critical 2, Orbeats, and twist X. Man, this is a loaded category. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Ghost of Tabor, phenomenal. Just one VR game of the year for the AIXR awards. Rooms of Reality, we've referenced it so much. Quantar, is there a game that we've done better competitively with? No. I mean, all these are so fun. Twist X brought there. I mean, that's a great track that's a great freaking game. System Critical, a great story based games. Orbeats, you know, you were ranting about it downstairs you know mm-hmm. you're like it's a, it's a good freaking game it's fun and then you know call of Art. the wizards call of the wizards that's a game that came out of nowhere completely out of the the blue to me dude tower defense tower very slow burn difficult tower defense game too if you want to get three stars on the levels you're devoting headset batteries in my opinion i mean i don't feel like i'm terrible at tower defense games and you went into it before me and the first thing you had said to me was like, dude, this game's freaking hard. And I was like, uh-oh, if he's saying Very that. challenging. If he's saying that. And it's cool. Like, you got to use. You're at the mercy of blind luck, too. Mm-hmm. With what shows up with. Yeah, that you can pick up. Yeah. I mean, you got to. So like all great games. Yeah. If anybody hasn't checked out Call of the Wizard, you know, that's one that I think is very easy to miss. It's on App Lab. It's a mixed reality compatible 
as well. Uh, tower defense game, very true to the genre. So if you like tower defense games, I promise you're going to love it. And I think that there's a very big market for that type of casual VR gaming. I spent a whole hour trying to get three stars on a level the other night. I got two stars. I wasn't content. When I play these type of games, I, I need three stars. And it was killing me, man. Uh, but great games all around right there. So the final category. I almost feel like this one, I don't know if this will be annoying. What do you think? Do you want to each read one nominee at a time? No. This is kind of a special. The, no, just drop sure? the list. Yeah, yeah, million percent. This is the big one, though. This is the literally the all the all the marbles. This is the, our VR game of the year. Only counting games on the official MetaQuest store. And again, Asgard's Wrath 2 being moved Carry to next over. year's award show. So for this year, the <laughs> final category. If it's... Yeah, if it's as, that's what we said before, yes. Because it's very easily possible that we go into this and we go, look, it's a great game, but it's not our cup of tea. I mean, that's happened before with other games I won't name, but there's been hyped releases that seem to be loved by people and they just weren't our cup of tea. But eligibility for Asgard Draft 2 will be 2023. You're like, I'm not naming names. But VR game of the year, we have Assassin's Creed Nexus, Breachers. Barbaria, The Light Brigade, Dungeons of Eternity, Arizona Sunshine 2, Hellsweeper VR, Genotype, and Vampire the Masquerade Justice. I don't know, man. This might be the one that trips us up. I think Story Game of the Year is going to trip me up the most, but this one's this one's tough, too. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, but these, these are all good categories, all good nominees. You know, I'm I'm glad that we got this on the air now, so now we can officially debate them and get our winners ready for next week's episode as well. But I'm really curious to hear who everybody thinks should win each respective category Mm -hmm. uh, and also why, you know, so be sure to comment that in the comments on Discord. Hell, even Reddit. Sometimes I feel like our little subreddit doesn't get a bunch of activity, but there's a good amount of people in there. Discord's the place to be, man. Yeah, our Discord's popping. I mean, as far as like feeling like part of the community, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm very proud of what our Discord community is. And hey, this was a fun episode to kick off the year mm-hmm. as well. Last year, last week, we went very late with our favorite games of 2023. Um, you know, this episode's a little bit more on normal time, so that's good. You know, like I said, we had we had a lot of fun last last week. But besides this episode, we will also have one more episode dropping later this week, reviewing Assassin's Creed Nexus. Yay. So you don't want to miss that. We also, we're pretty ready to review Arizona Sunshine 2 as well. So stay Mm -hmm. tuned shortly for that, but that won't be this week or anything like that. Um, Don't want to blow all of our content just to start the year. That's not right. Uh, But other than that, you know, anything else you wanted to say uh, on this one? No, I can't wait for next week yeah well mm, you know i'm excited but there's going to be a lot of debate leading into it man and like i keep stressing one month away a month and a day basically on friday february 2nd our rough talk vr gaming award show is hitting youtube so stay tuned for that in the meantime go catch up on some podcast episodes hang out in our discord and we'll see you around on wednesday ciao ciao take care